Someone who has been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello, hello, hello. I know the voice may sound a little deep, and that's for a good reason. This is not Minister Diane Jones. This is Minister Chris Jones, her husband. I'm usually in the background helping her out, you know, giving my two cents here and there. But today, the men are taking over. And um, we've given her, giving her a break. She's here. She's in the background uh, smiling at me as I go on the air because it's been a while. But we're going to have some fun today. I, um, As you know, I... Uh, work side by side with my wife in ministry, and um, one of my uh, gifts or ministries that, that the Lord has given me is uh, coaching basketball. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I have a good friend, old friend, old coaching buddy, best friend um, that's going to be my guest today, and when we're going to bring him on, on the air, we're just going to uh, talk about what the Lord is doing in our lives and, and, and how uh, he's used basketball to bring us together and where it has taken us from when we met up till now. So the name of my guest is Sherman Vernon, and I'm going to um, bring him on right now. Sherman, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you, my brother? I'm absolutely wonderful, and uh, it's been a it's been a long time since I've done this, so uh, I'm glad I got you on because I know I can make you comfortable and you can make me comfortable and we can just uh, enjoy ourselves and uh, share this word. So yes, um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I just say this before we get started, though. I need to be I need to be in line, and I got to say hello to my wonderful sister, Miss Diane. I know she's there somewhere, and I just want to say hello to her and extend my love to her. Uh, before we get started, you know, we got to stay in line first. <laughs> I'm here, brother. I'm here, and it's all good, and um, I'm happy to have you on the show, but I don't want to take up any of y'all's time, so I'm here. Thank you for, for <laughs> saying hey. Yes, ma'am. All right. Okay. So, Brother Vernon, Coach Vernon, Sherman, I may call you any of these names, so you know you know you know how to answer. So, um, one of my first questions to you is, how did we meet? 
Well, we actually met through basketball. Uh, when you had um, when you had been uh, PCS permanently had your station changed to Vandenberg Air Force Base, uh, we met in the gym, and it was uh, in competition on the floor. We we actually played right. against each other. We played against each other, and uh, through that competition, we actually really took a liking to one another because we had so many things in common. You and I both cut hair. You and I both had sons. <laughs> Uh, around the same age, you and I both were in a place where basketball was really important to us, and we also wanted to use basketball as a vehicle to help each other. So we really vibe, and uh, we have been. I, I know you've been my boy ever since, man. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to live life without you in my life. So uh, it's been good to me. Amen. And I believe that was around nineteen ninety two, ninety one. I think 91 is when we met. And then I have, and I took put down some notes that I was writing that uh, we started coaching together. I believe we did 92, 93, and 94. It was and 93 then I, when we first started with Vandenberg. 93 okay. is when we started, yep. 93, 94, and then I left to mm-hmm. go to North Dakota, and then I came back um I came back to Vandenberg in 2000, no, in 97. Yep. And then I retired. And um, so, but we've had a wonderful ride together, uh, ups and downs, cried tears, ate a lot of good food, just uh, <laughs> just fellowship and, and enjoyed one another. And there's a scripture that I wrote down. Um, and the scripture is, the scripture was about, uh, coach, well, it was about, um, how your gift will make room for you. It was Proverbs. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It was, it was Proverbs, I believe, 18 and... And six, but you know mm-hmm. what scripture I'm talking about. It's yes, how your gift will make room for you. And when yes. I looked it up, I um, it just made me think about how, you know, we both had a gift for playing basketball. That's something God gave us. Okay, He gave yes. us, and it was ours. And and how it turned into more than just you know playing basketball. It turned into more and more and more because we used it, and then at a at a time in our life, we we matured in a place where we could actually use it for Him. Yes, you know, and mm-hmm. and when we use it for the Lord, it just it's still opening up doors, you know. And yeah. and my wife is uh, showing me the scripture because yeah, Proverbs eighteen sixteen. Eighteen sixteen. A man's gift brings him before will make room for you and bring you before great men. And the story is still being written. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know where mm-hmm. this is going to take us. <laughs> uh, but mm-hmm. before I get too, too ahead of myself, uh, tell me about your family. You know, I know you have a beautiful wife and kids, but just tell me their names and how, how old they are and how they're doing, you know. Yes, sir. I am uh, married to uh, Shelly. Christine Vernon, we've been married for 28 years now. Uh, 
we met when I was in school in Montana playing basketball just before I went overseas to play professionally. I met her, and we've been together for about 29 and a half years. We've been married for 28 years, and we have three children. I have a son who is uh, 28. His name is uh, Trey. Trey Vernon, uh, he is down in the Los Angeles area working. He works at USC. Uh, my second daughter, uh, Shatiana, who is uh, 24, she is at Cal State LA finishing her master's degree in environmental science. And my youngest, Tatiana, is in the Thousand Oaks area here in California. She is a um, behavioral therapist at a child care facility. So, they're all doing well. The biggest thing for me, uh, Chris, God has always told us that he wants us to be able to be self-sufficient in doing the things that we do manifesting his will. So one of the things that I'm extremely proud about is the fact that neither one of my kids are in my house right now. They are out <laughs> doing their own thing. <laughs> so God is good. Believe that. <laughs> Amen. And they can always come home and visit. But yes, they, all, they are established. Yeah. Yes. Uh, as long as they're trying, as long as they're trying and they are putting forth the right effort and they're manifesting God's will using, like you talked about, the gifts that they've been given, mm-hmm. you can, we yep. will always be here to help you. You can always come home if you have to, as long as you're trying. When you stop trying, then we got some other things you got to do because God said <laughs> that my people will suffer for lack of knowledge. That's and so it. when you act like you don't know what you're doing and don't know, act like you haven't been taught, then we got a problem. Amen, brother. And we got a problem, that means we got a problem. And you know how coaches are. We deal with problems. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we do. one of my first questions, official questions, is how has coaching basketball helped you to see situations outside of basketball that you may have not seen otherwise? Well, you know, one of the biggest things I think for me that God has allowed me to see and to use and to help teach young people is, you know, the we use basketball as a vehicle. But, I mean, it right. could actually be any type of sport. But basketball has been our chosen vehicle. But the biggest thing is, is that it teaches people about the journey. You know, when you have specific objectives and you have certain goals that you're trying to obtain, there's work that has to be put in in order to get that stuff done. You know, in God's word, God always tells us that he has gifts, that he has blessings, he has things for us, but there's certain things that we have to do in order to be in line to receive those gifts. And I use the same concept with the sport in trying to help other people understand that the same way that God has told us that he has certain things in line for us, but you have to be in a certain place. You have to be in line with his word. You have to be in line with the kingdom. I try to get people to understand that that's the same thing. In order for you to be successful in this sport, you have to be in line. So that means that you have to put some work in. You have to spend some time. You have to make some sacrifices. You know, you have to be disciplined. There's certain things you have to do. So that's one of the things that I've learned in using basketball and transferring it to life and being able to help uh, the influence of God's kingdom here on earth with people in their life trying to translate. That's one of the things that it has taught me in being able to use it in God's in, in, uh, arena. That's, that's a great answer. And, and sometimes, whether it's a kid or an adult that you're training, 
they don't get it just talking one-on-one, but if you put them in an environment where they understand it and you can break it down and, and, and use what they're already interested in, then, then you, um, you'll be able to reach them. Okay. Exactly. We're going, yes. we're going to be, uh, going into a break shortly. Okay. And so we have about five seconds, and then we'll be coming back. So hang tight okay. with Coach Sherman Vernon, yes, and I'm free on TogiNet. Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness, to create soldiers for the army of the Lord, and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. This is Minister Chris Jones. Standing in for Minister Diane Jones. I'm back, and we have our guest, uh, Coach Minister Sherman Vernon, um, who we've worked together over the years, and today we're just having a good old time talking about the ministry 
and the coaching of uh, coaching basketball. So, uh, Sherman, the next question I'm going to ask you is, uh, well, the, the previous question I asked you was, how has coaching basketball helped you see situations outside of basketball that you may have not seen otherwise? So you answered that question. And uh, the next question is, what are some of these situations? Well, you know, firsthand, I had to, God, God put me in a place where I could experience it initially with my own children and mm-hmm. be able to go through some ups and downs and some challenges so that when I started working with the public and working with other people outside of my family, I'd have a better handle on it. So I've been very appreciative to the fact that God allowed me to do that with my children. And the ways that you, we, know, we talk about some of the situations, well, one of the things is, is that my children, they've been around basketball all their life because that's what I've been doing. And in the right. process of doing so, being able to teach them how to use that in situations of frustration and sometimes disappointment, but to understand that that's only temporary. The frustration and disappointment is only temporary, and it's a learning tool that God is using to help get you prepared for another level. So we've been able to do that with basketball in helping them understand that because you have a bad game or you make a bad play, it's not over with. We still got to stay and continue in trust because faith, is a action. It's not just something that you speak. You actually have to operate in that. And you have to continue to believe and stand even when it looks like it's not going well because that's where you really count on and trust in God to do what he does when you Mm -hmm. give it over to him just because it's not working right away. So we talk about some of the examples like with my son. When my son was playing, one of the things that he had to experience a couple of times was when he would go and play on teams outside of the area for the fact that they didn't know who he was, didn't know his talent, his ability, he had to really operate on faith and trust in the fact that this is what God put him in. God put him there for a reason because he would start out and he wouldn't play very much. And what we would do is we would talk about where's your faith at? Do you uh-huh. really trust and believe in God? Do you operate? Do we talk about it all the time? You read your Bible we're talking about scripture where now is the time for you to actually operate and use faith as an action, not just something we talk about. So sure enough, something would take place that where somebody couldn't show up, wouldn't be able to play. And then he play and then he get an opportunity to really show and play. And then from that point on, he would be playing and be starting, but he just needed that breakthrough. And that breakthrough came from him just maintaining his faith. So when we standing. talk about some of the examples, that's that that's one of them. Yeah, just standing. And when you can't stand, you stand some more. And see, um, it's the same examples in life. And if he can do it in basketball, he can do it in life. Exactly. And if you can do it in that's life, exactly you can right. do it in basketball. You know, and that's and right. That's a that's a great example. And I know you've gone through it with your daughter uh, as well because she played basketball, and and we've had conversations about, you know, yes. the ups and downs of the game. And and then there's even a, a side where as daddy on on in the in the stands how you have to have faith and have to encourage. So talk a little bit That's about exactly that. That's exactly right. Well you're exactly right. I like I'll give you an example that happened here just 
probably within the past year or so with my middle daughter. So we talk about the process with basketball and about standing and trusting. Well, what, what we've done, my wife and I, we always relate back to certain situations where our kids have had to participate and do something in basketball where they overcame. And we talk mm-hmm. to them about that situation and apply it to what they're dealing with, with life. So just as a, as an example, my daughter, my middle daughter, who is at uh, Cal State LA finishing her master's degree right now, she ran into a situation where her financial aid was not going to come through. So she was worried about, is she going to be able to go to school? Is she going to be able to do that? And we talked specifically about a couple of situations where she was put into a place where she wasn't sure if things were going to work out when she was playing high school basketball. So we talked to her about what did we do then? Well, we read the Bible, we read certain scriptures, and we trusted in what God told us, and we just stood on faith. And we prayed, and we received what God had told us beforehand. Because what we all have is facts, but it's not the truth. Because the truth is what God's Word says. All you have is the facts that are in place right now, but it's not the final say. And sure enough, within a matter of a couple of weeks, her financial aid came through. And it came through in a situation where you could give credit to nobody but God. But she was able to rely. She was able to rely on something that she had experienced before that God had poured her through. And she went back and dealt the same things. We operated the same way we did on the situation before. And it worked out for her. God manifested itself in there. So it has been very beneficial for me and for my family, and we've been able to extend that to other people to let them know about these experiences that we have, that if we just stand and trust in God, if you know that this is what God has told you, trust in him, and it's going to manifest itself. It may not happen right when you want it, but it will happen in time. That's that's a good point. And, and, and the other thing is, after you've been doing it a while, you're going to realize you have a whole list of testimonies yes. that you can fall back on because God never lies. He always takes right. care of you. We just want it when we want it, you know. But we have so many testimonies of when God came through, and like you say, nobody else could get the credit, right. you know, and, and that's how he works. Um, I'm going to ask the next question. And if we get cut off by the music, you know, we'll take a break and we'll come back to it. Um, My next question is, how has God allowed basketball to transfer into ministry for you? Oh, well, this is a wonderful piece. Uh, I appreciate the question. God has allowed basketball to transfer into ministry because what we deal with is personal development. We work on trying to develop the individual overall, and basketball has really helped because it has been a vehicle that we use that is non-threatening. See, in this environment here, we have the ability to talk about situations and Bible stories that can relate to one another, but it's not threatening to an individual because we're doing it through basketball, something that they really like to do. So they don't feel like they're being preached to. They don't feel like they're being proselytized to. They don't feel like they're being made to read the Bible. What we're doing is we're connecting through your life situation. This is what this says about it. And one of the things that we do, too, that I do with a lot of the kids that I work with and a lot of the adults, 
I talk to them about the Bible being a self-help tool. So you got all kinds right. of self-help books out by Tony Robbins, by Oprah Winfrey, by a, 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 a I think her name is Ivana. Ivana Van Zandt. Yeah, Ivana Van Zandt. So you got all these, these self-help books out there. But I always talk to people about, well, no, I try this self-help book right here. Let's talk about this self-help book, and let's look at some of the things it has, because this book has something in it that you will deal with everybody at one point in time. It has a remedy in here. So that's how I use it. I don't even talk about, listen, let, let's, let's read the Bible. Let's talk about all of this stuff that people connect with religion. I talk about self-help because it comes directly from the kingdom. So we're able to use that in that environment with basketball because it's so non-threatening that we're there open to listen to it because they feel it's going to help their basketball what they want more. And then when it helps in basketball, we allow them to help transfer it to life situations. And, and the more they read it and the more they study it, they become at a different level than their peers. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how when even in the, in the professional level, you can tell certain players, you know, they don't, they don't let pressure bother them the same way. And when they get to speak, they give, they give glory to God for the opportunity. And, and, you know, you can tell how they were raised and the teaching that they have and, and they rise above a lot of the foolishness, you know, you can just tell they have that, they have that comfort and strength and they have that faith to go through. Yes. Um, A lot of stuff. yeah, and, I remember and, and we. They have peace. Yeah, go ahead. they have peace as they go. Well, they have peace as they go right. through it, and they're not so overwhelmed and always worried about issues. You know, when you talk about that, brother Jones, I I think about Kawhi Leonard, and Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard when he had finished the uh, playoffs against Milwaukee, he was doing an interview, and he talked specifically about how he held on to God's word and to God's plan, and he said, all I wanted was just an opportunity to play, and that's what God gave me, just an opportunity to play. And I thought that that was so big because just like you said, him holding on to God helped him get through all the foolishness that he was going through when he was with San Antonio and then didn't have any place to go. He was going through a lot of changes, but like he said, I just held on to God, and all I asked for was an opportunity to play. And now look at him. He's the biggest thing in Canada right now. Everybody's waiting to to hear what he's going to do. Yes, he you is. know, and 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 he's the calmest person. You yes. know, I, I'm waiting for him to flip out. We have yes. <laughs> we have about thirty <laughs> seconds. Um, and the other person I think about when we talking about this was AC Green. But we'll we'll come back yes. and because and, you and I both have spent time with AC Green. And um, I have about Mm -hmm. five seconds, so we'll be back after the music. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. <laughs> 
a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. This is Minister Chris Jones with Coach and Brother and Minister Sherman Vernon, and we were talking about uh, some of the how how basketball has transferred into ministry, and and uh, Sherman had just mentioned about Kawhi Leonard, and I I brought on about AC Green, and so I want Sherman, uh, I want you to pick up where we left off with AC Green because we did a basketball camp together, and AC was yeah. our guest, and and you can yeah, take it from there. Yeah, we did. We um, we we do a camp called uh, Hoops to Life, and the camp is a faith-based camp where we actually use a lot of Bible scripture in the process of teaching some of the uh, knowledge and the skill sets in our camps. And one of the camps that we had here in California, we had AC Green come and attend the camp as a special guest. And that was one of the camps that uh, Brother Jones and I had worked together while he was still here in California. And we got a chance to actually sit down with A.C. Green and talk to him off the record in reference to no basketball, you know, no fanfare, no that kind of Just got a chance to just talk to one another across the table just as men and found out that uh, his spiritual life, is just as real as you see him on TV because he was very much about his faith. And he talked to me and brother Jones about, you know, some of his beginnings and about him being in basketball, him playing and how his faith has really worked. And for most people who may not know, if you're not aware, AC green is one of the few, uh, a record and, and brother Jones, you may know some other, but I'm not aware of any, but one of the few professional athletes, who maintained with his abstinence until he was actually married. And this is an individual who played high-level college basketball. He played at Oregon State, uh, a Division One institution, and then was drafted by the Lakers. And he didn't get married until, 
maybe five to seven years into his NBA career. So right, he right. was faced with a whole lot of temptation. Oh, yeah. He was able to maintain and hold on to what he believed as far as what God had been teaching him and holding on to that until he was married. So he, his testimony was strong. He had a mighty testimony. And, I mean, one of the most humble people you would ever meet. You know, mm-hmm. I'm back in the kitchen cooking, and he's he's pushing the broom and helping me clean up. And I said, "No, brother, you the you the guest of honor." He said, "No, man, I'm just a regular guy like you." Right. You know, and that right. just that just touched me because right. that that was a that was a lot of work that day <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> to was. close out the camp. You know, <laughs> and uh, he was like, "Man, we're all in this together." And uh, I really I really appreciated that. That touched me. So that that was a a great example of right. of faith and of a testimony of somebody who was actually walking the walk, not just talking. Right. Yes, um, I agree. And 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 with the abstinence, you know that was that, that was um, that was a stand. Yes. he made he made a stand and and he did it before God. And I know he took some flack. I know he took a lot of flack, and I know women oh, were coming yeah. at him. So he's a, you know, multimillionaire. He's a professional athlete, and and, and, and an NBA champion because they won a couple of championships while he was going through their process before he before he got married. So they Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, Los and Angeles Lakers. That's right. Right, and he was a starter. <laughs> yes. So that's right. so you know you know the enemy was working was working yes. and working and see. Some of these young people today are too young to know who A.C. Green is. Mm-hmm. But history is history. We can bring it up. Yeah. We can show film. We can talk. We can actually get in touch with him if we needed to. And That's he's right. the type of person that it's ministry to him. Right. And, right. and, and, and when, when you open yourself up to the Lord like that and say, Lord, you gave the gift to me. I'll yeah. use it how you want me to use it. That's somebody that God can really use, and he'll touch the hand of a young boy, young girl, and and they'll be touched for life because it's all ordained. Right. I And I have to it's say to you, point. Chris, that I have to say to you, there's another gentleman who was in that same environment, uh, Jim Clemens, who's a, who's a friend of mine who coached with the Chicago Bulls and the Los Angeles Lakers, and his, right. his walk is so pure. And he is a believer and a trusted in the kingdom of God and in God's word and in the Father, the Holy, the Holy Spirit, and the Son. And his walk is just as pure. So that's another guy who was in that environment, in that area, who, who is Amen. just so down to earth and so, so clear and so present on what God's word does and how it operates in his life daily. It's, it's just been a pleasure to be around these kind of people because – you know, we see him on TV and we see him in that high life. And mm-hmm. when you don't get a chance to really know him personally, you only have what you see. When you get a chance to right. talk to these people and know him personally and find out that they walk, it just lets you know the goodness of God and how God has touched a whole lot of people that where you can obtain and you can have just as many blessings as others because God has done it for other people. He said in his word that he's not a respecter of persons. I think that's Acts ten thirty four when he was talking to Peter and he said, you know, I'm not a respected person. So if he did it for them, he'll do it for us. We just got to put ourselves in the place. 
and right. be willing, be willing service. You know, that's right. And um, and I I, I remember Jim Clemens because I was a big time Bulls fan, and you know yes. he was right right there in the mix, championships. You know everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. that's a, that's 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 how you know how God has his his soldiers in yes. place strategically. Yes. You know, environments where they're not not necessarily going to get the word unless somebody in their camp has it. You know, to yep. spread it with them. That's right. Yep. That's and, um, my next my next question is: list some of the rewards in coaching with a mandate. Okay. Well, you know, I pretty much every every award or every acknowledgement that I've received has been in a positive level. And what it's done for me, it's not so much about the reward. What it has done is it's it's just given me a higher platform to be able to reach people. So what it does, it just extends the level of people that we need to be able to reach. And And I try to be very careful at maintaining, keeping that in mind. I mean, I've been, I've been coach of the year in high school, um, have been uh I've been inducted into the Hall of Fame from uh the college where I played at. You know, I've been nominated at coaching an all Air Force team. I mean I've I've had a number of different things that have taken place co- coaching wise and player wise that have been very beneficial. But all it has done for me, it has given me an extended platform. So it allows me to reach more people because my message is going to be the same about God's kingdom and about how we're supposed to have the influence of the kingdom here on earth and how we're supposed to operate according to what God has given us. But the thing is, is that more people listen because the platform has been higher through some of the mm-hmm. awards that I've been getting. So, and I really try to keep focused on that, and I try to help other people understand that too, that when you get blessed, the blessing is just to move you to a level to where you can reach more people. It's not about for you to focus on yourself and you for the, be looking in the mirror all the time, patting yourself on the back. Because just as fast as it came, God can take it away too. And pride comes before destruction. That's it. <laughs> and and we can't. That's 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 what happened to Lucifer. Yeah. He got caught up. Yes. He got caught up into the position. Mm-hmm. And and and. We as coaches are leaders. We're leaders, yes. but there's but there's so much work for us to do because it's more than basketball. Yes, you know, is. we, we, we have... That. No, go ahead. What were you we, saying? We have kids that don't have fathers, yes. you know, and they look up to us, and we are what that father would be. And we have a responsibility to take on that role and, and and make sure that boy or that girl is whole, you know. And, yes. and I tr- truly believe God puts us in a position to do that because we're following him, and he knows where his sheep is, and he knows what they need. And That's we right. can't take, we can't, we have to keep that position, like you say, in perspective and realize what it's really for, what, what the, the mandate right. and the mission is really about. That's right. That's right. God said in his word that when he was talking to the disciples, he was telling them that the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. So we need to be praying to God about bringing more laborers into place. But exactly. the harvest is plenty. 
So in, in you and I, we see ourselves as laborers and servants trying to serve the people with the word of God so that they can actually be more of an individual and, and identify who they are so that they can in turn help some other people because that's what it's right. supposed to be all about. We're supposed to feed somebody so that you can be prepared to feed the next person that comes through. Prepare future leaders. That's right. You know, right. And, and when you when they come back and say, coach, 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 I'm coaching now, <laughs> you know, yeah. well, and, and you've taught them correctly, then it, it, it's not that the job is done and you got it and run with it. I'm still here for you. You know, right. it's like, if you need me, you know, I'm here for you. You got questions, you need me to come and talk to your, your kids, anything you need, I'm available. And that's how it keeps passing on, and that's the reward. And and the other thing is we pray about these assignments. Every si- assignment is not for us, you know, because right. they're going to be invites, but every assignment is not for us because it can be the wrong assignment and and. God would be like, I didn't tell you to do that. You did that for you, yep. and every turn would be wrong. Yeah, you know, every decision, every move would be uphill, and and sometimes He wants us to go through that. Yeah. You know, because there's something yeah. on the other side. You know, and mm-hmm. um, so that um that question with some of the rewards uh, we have about a minute. When we come back, we're going to talk about. On the flip side of that, you know some of the some of the consequences of coaching with a mandate, and you know okay. nothing's nothing's free. If, you, no. if you're doing the Lord's work, you you you're gonna have some you're gonna have some some dents in your helmet when you yeah. trade it in. <laughs> <laughs> so we have about 15 <laughs> seconds, and we're gonna talk about some of those dents in the helmets and some of those chips in the sword. And your shield. So uh, we'll we'll be back after the music and uh, with Sherman Vernon and Chris Jones on "I'm Free." Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com. This show's host page, amazon.com, and any your bookstore overcoming sexual abuse this is the Tokinet Radio Network radio with a cutting edge 
living for you to do. Yes, start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep at the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, this is Coach Chris Jones and Coach Sherman Vernon um, talking about ministry and coaching the basketball. And um, my last question was, what were some of the consequences of coaching with a mandate? And I'm going to lead us into that with, um, you know, we recently had a a trip to Florida to Mayport Naval Air Station with the all-Air Force women's basketball team. And, um, that was not a cakewalk. That was no. that was that was a kind of a setup into the valley of the shadow of, the shadow of death. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna let you take it from there, Coach Vernon, because we we got through it together. Yeah. But it wasn't a cakewalk. Well, it's one of those things that where God God puts us in for preparation for purposes of preparation because there's certain things that He wants us to do in our life and he's got to, he, he has to prepare us. He has to put us through it. I mean, he did that with Daniel and, and, uh, Meshach Abednego, uh, when he put them in the, uh, in the processes that they went through because he was trying to prepare them to be able to deal with Nebuchadnezzar. So he put them through some things to exercise and, and work their faith. He did the same thing with Moses. He put Moses through some things, because these people, you're going to have to leave. At, at one point in time, God told Moses, these ain't even my people no more. I don't want them no more. You, you can have them. So he, he was putting Moses through a process, you know, because I know that this is what you're going to have to deal with. So I say that to say that God puts us in the situations, too, that where he's preparing us for something bigger. And when we first, when I first got the call about being asked to coach the All Air Force team, the first person I called, was you, you know, and, and I, and, and I called you because of the way I feel about you, the respect I have for you. And I wanted to do this with you, but now this is me, not, this is me not knowing what God had in place, but God set that up because he knew that you had to be there 
to help me and for us to both be warriors to fight through the battles that we were about to incur. Because we Moses didn't, I didn't Joshua. see that at the start. I'm saying, you know, I, I didn't <laughs> see that at the start. All I saw was joy and fun and praising God for putting me into that place and giving us this opportunity. But I didn't know what was to come once we got there, and I had to have my boy with me to help me through it and and, and his wife to be there to help us through because we needed to have true, true kingdom-believing, God-fearing people who knew where to go in times of trouble. Because while we was in Florida, we got hit with a few things that were unexpected, that we did not foresee. And the only thing that we knew, the three of us, we didn't try to fix it to deal with it on our own. We knew that we needed to go directly to God and to God's word. You know, our sister Diane called on some of her prayer warriors. Uh, you and I, I, I was in the book. I told you when we were there, you remember I told you, I felt like Joseph in the hole. I was, I was in a place where I was, I felt like I was being isolated. But the one thing that I knew that I had, which I always try to tell my athletes, my students, the people that I teach, no matter what takes place in life, that Bible can go with you everywhere you go. Even when you can't reach certain yeah. people that you need to talk to, you can always have their Bible with you. And I had my Bible with me. And I was able to go to certain scripture. And I was able to get peace. You know, when um, in uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, and, and 8. And in 8, it talks about, think about all of the things that are good, things that are positive. Yeah. And so God put me in a place the way he had me thinking all these things to give me peace. And one of the things that God had told me in that process is that in spite of all this that's taking place, you're still going to be successful because Amen. you're going to do this, you're going to do this, and this is going to take place. But if I had given you everything from the top, you wouldn't have the growth, you wouldn't have learned, and you would not have stayed and counted on me. Because you and I both know the story about Paul. And when Paul asked God to relieve him, of this issue that he had and he had prayed like three times and God told him my grace is sufficient. Meaning that you're going to hold on to that because the longer you have that, you will always come back to me because of that. You're going to be humble. You're going to be humble. You're going to always have it. So my grace is sufficient. That's all you're going to get from me is the grace. And that's, that's, that's very similar to what God told me. You got my grace. These things are going to take place, but this here keeps you in touch with me. And it was a wonderful thing because I didn't know ahead of time that I needed to have you and Sister Diane there, but I'm so grateful that you guys were because I needed the help and the support. So that's one of those things that where the helmet didn't just get dinged, the helmet got actually knocked off. I had to pick it back up and put it back on. In pieces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but he sustained us. Yes, he did. He sustained us. He gave us some duct tape to put on that helmet and say, get, right. get back in that fight. You're all That's right. right. You That's know. right. And, I mean, we came out pretty good, I mean, by us winning consolation because uh, we could have not we, we could have not even got into the consolation round and could not have won any games at all. But we ended up winning consolation with 13 days of training right. and working with the team. So, I mean, you know, it turned out pretty good. And there were a whole lot of other vital successes that we had in that process that didn't have anything to do with winning or losing, but it was about us standing and operating in our faith and trusting in God in the time 
that was really tough. Right, and we we had to endure injuries from yes. uh, you know key players. We had yep. to endure, of course, some little attitudes. But one of the biggest things was the attitudes of the opposition. They were yes. there to cut our throats. Yep, and That's right. and looking at the other coaches, especially the Marines, I'm gonna call them out. He was he was there. <laughs> they were there for blood. And and yes. because God was with us, he said, You're gonna take some losses, but I'm not I'm you're not gonna be last place. I'm gonna right. take the ones who are the most aggressive and, and, and that's who you're gonna that's who you're gonna beat down. And so right. they were the most aggressive against our girls and and we put them in their place and they finished last place. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 we were like, Look at God because our girls it clicked in. What we yeah. have been talking all the time, it clicked in, and then they saw that this enemy is not as bad as, as we thought it was. Right. We can beat them, right. you know. When you take a blow and you're still standing, and, yeah. and you realize they gave you their best blow and you're still standing, now it's my turn. Um, right. And so I was so proud of you, how you stood and and, and, and stood on faith, I was proud of us for standing with you, and I was proud of yes. the whole team because yes. the, the team, we gave them the word all the way through. Yes, okay? we did. They got examples, and and they'll never forget that. And right. we walked it through, and, and nobody promised us a championship. No. Nope. But we had less time than anybody, and we had to create a process and and believe in it and go through it. And, I mean, when you don't have faith and, and, and the players, if they're not believers, their faith is not going to be strong. Right. They got to live right. off of our faith, and we got to keep yeah. speaking faith, you know. Right. Um, and I think that that was one of the biggest things for us, though, was to be steadfast. Um, right, right, it's, right. Uh, what is it, uh, first, first Corinthians 15, 57, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that your labor is not in vain. And for us to be steadfast and to be stable and unmovable in the face of adversity, when things looked like they wasn't going well, but we stayed true to what God told us and what God told us to do and what he had us there for, in spite of the fact that to the public, yeah, we may not be fan favorites, we may not be looking great, but that's all right, though, because there's a bigger calling than pleasing the public. Because see, we weren't Amen. there to please the public. We were there to please God and to do what he said us to do. Amen. And, so. and, and one thing, one thing, and I ain't going to harp on it, but we had to deal with the teams, and then a whole nother level was the referees. Yes. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was almost <laughs> like it was an assignment to break yes, us. <laughs> yes, it was. And, but, but, but God said, even ourselves, boy. God said, stand strong. Stand yes. strong. And, and the refs had to come back and apologize. Yes. They sure know. did. They came back and apologized to us. Yes, they did. Now, now you did. got two minutes. I want you to talk about your organization before we run out, run out of time okay. as quick as you can. <laughs> okay. Well, we have we have an organization called J Smooth. Uh, anybody who may be interested, you can go online www.j-smoov.org. 
and you can take a look at what we do. What we do is we do personal development for grades 5 through 12, boys and girls, and uh, college students, freshmen through senior, through athletics and academics. And what we do is we teach and help people understand what their gifts are and how to use their gifts in the different areas. But we use athletics as the vehicle to help train and show them how to use it, and then we transfer it to life, social, and academic environments. And it's been an environment that's been very helpful. We've been able to help people get scholarships. We've been able to help people get on to uh, uh, get, get connected with God's word and get saved. So it's been very beneficial. And the whole objective is, is to try to provide opportunities to understanding what your gift is. Because we have a lot of people right. that spend a lot of time not sure what they're supposed to be doing. They're not quite sure what they're supposed to be doing. But when you understand what your gift is and know that because of 1 Peter 4, 10, and 11, what God tells us about our gift, how you can be a servant, and then being a servant, how you can benefit from it. Amen, brother. And that was Sherman Fernand, and we are coming into the music. Thank you, brother. Thank you so Thank much you. for being with us. Thank you. I appreciate y'all having me. Yes, I appreciate y'all having me. Love you, too. Much love to you. Thank you much. Amen, brother. Love you, brother. Love you, love you. Yes.